The Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 42 is here, Season 2. We are deep into spring sports, so let's get right to the action. It's been a busy week, and we have another busy week ahead with such great weather. Last Thursday, I made the trip up to Normal to see Glenwood versus Normal U-High, and Parker Detmers delivers a win. Lane Lorton gets the save. Titans stay unbeaten in the CS8 and sweep the Pioneers with scores of 13-0 and 3-2. On Friday, got to see the first game of the Lincoln Land versus Illinois Central College baseball series, and the Cougars get the close win in that one. The Loggers would win the next three to take the series last weekend. On Saturday, Pleasant Plains picks up the win over Williamsville in soccer to take control of the conference race. The Cardinals are a really good 1A team with a ton of young talent led by a lot of freshmen and sophomores with some experience mixed in like Addie Frazee and Sophia Smith. They're a really, really good team. Back in Pleasant Plains for more soccer on Monday, the Cardinals hosting the Sacred Heart Griffin Cyclones. These two usually meet for the regional title, so it's a good preview, and they would tie this one one-to-one. Goals from Caroline Sheehan and Ella Wilcoxon in that one on Monday. On Tuesday, I was out in Rochester to see the Rockets beat the normal UI Pioneers by a score of 10-9 to on the baseball diamond. Jack Sweeney gets the game-winning walk-off hit. The Rockets blow an eight-run lead but still find a way to win it was a crazy game. On Wednesday, I was in Rochester again, this time for soccer. The Rockets stay unbeaten in CS8 action and beat their rivals from Sacred Heart Griffin by a score of 2 to nothing. both goals from Taylor Offer. Now, what's coming up on Channel 1450? First of all, we are happy to announce that officially starting next Monday, we will have another Channel 1450 reporter. We are hiring Michael Hardwick as a part-time shooter and editor. We're so excited to have him join myself and Leanna to help us cover more games moving forward. The schedule for what's next... On Thursday night, we will have Moreau Forsyth at New Berlin Baseball and Auburn at Waynesville Softball. On Friday, we will have Edwardsville at Glenwood Softball and Springfield High and Pleasant Plains Baseball at Robin Roberts Stadium. That game will also be on the radio. Start time is 6 p.m. for the baseball game on the north side. On Saturday, we'll have Route Baseball at Rochester. Next Monday, we'll have Waynesville Signing Day. We'll also have Muhammad Seymour at Rochester Soccer, Springfield High, at Auburn Softball and Plains at Pawnee Baseball. On Tuesday, U-High at Springfield High Baseball, Williamsville at Morrell Forsyth Baseball, Williamsville at Morrell Forsyth Softball, and Springfield at U-High Softball. That's Tuesday. Next Wednesday, Springfield High at U-High Baseball, U-High at Springfield Softball, and Auburn Signing Day and Tri-City Softball at North Mac. That's what's coming up on Channel 1450. Let's get to this week's guest. He's been helping out with Channel 1450 for the past few seasons, But I wanted to sit down and talk with him more about his future in the sports broadcasting world because he is going to be an absolute star. Here is my conversation with Williamsville senior Seth Coons. You ready? I'm ready. Are you excited? I'm fired up. I did not tell Seth Coons that he is doing the podcast today, so we're just going to start there. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Seth Coons, Williamsville senior, um, longtime Channel 1450 intern, and the... Creator of the wire is that fair to say? Yeah, uh, technically it's me and uh, two other guys created it, and you know uh, Nathan Simcoe. He was a huge help to me through a uh, football season and the yeah. basketball season with all that we did over there. So I was definitely lucky to have him in those early months. But he's moved on to baseball, so you know brought in a few other guys. But you know uh, it, it really started out as me and two other guys, and I oversee it the entire year and. Uh, but it's, it's been awesome to build that and see it grow, and, you know, eventually it got taken in by the school. So I'm um, 
I'm not sure how I want to word this, but you know, it's it's amazing to be able to build something in Williamsville, watch it grow. You know, like what my grandpa did with the football program, then he handed it over to my dad. So you know, I definitely with you know the lineage that I have, Jenkins to Coons, I wanted to leave my mark on Williamsville High School, and you know, athletically, you know, not necessarily able to do that, but I'm lucky that I found my calling and I was able to set something up at Williamsville that you know is is going to outlast me as I graduate this year. What is the Williamsville Wire? The How would you describe it? I've had to describe it in a lot of emails <laughs> to a lot of coaches. Yeah. Uh, essentially what I say is the Williamsville Wire is a student-led uh, media club um, that is dedicated to the coverage of Williamsville athletes and you know also their opponents. You know, we saw that during uh, the Williamsville Holiday Tournament. You know, we were sitting there over our winter break. I, I know that I got there at 6 a.m. and I wouldn't leave till you know, 11.30 at times. So, um, Does that give you horrible flashbacks? You know, it, at the <laughs> moment, it, it was kind of brutal, but, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with some of the guys, uh, you know, uh, Nathan Simcoe, David Jenkins, everybody that was there the entire time. You know, in the moment, it kind of sucked because, you know, we were at the school for... 50 plus hours over our winter break but and you're inside and you have no idea what time of day it is or what's yeah, going on yeah in the world. I, I actually like... <laughs> we actually had a new guy start uh dylan ferris he did all of our editing over that and we literally stuck him in a room yeah. with no windows and he just had no concept of time <laughs> for three days um I'm, I'm not sure if i can even talk about that it feels kind of illegal yeah, uh, what, okay. what we did to him it's but, okay. but he's he, better for it we'll he, he is better for it he, he was he was great um and uh it, it was just Looking back, it, it was an amazing experience because what I found special about The Wire is, you know, we're not just covering athletes, we're covering not only our friends, but, you know, I'm, I'm also working with my friends day in and day out, and it's just been amazing. What, uh, how would you describe what all The Wire does? I mean, in terms of, you say it's a media-run club, so what, what all do you guys produce? What all do you guys get your hands dirty in? We produce, um, we started out as just a podcast. And we'd post a weekly podcast, and um, then we moved to, we, we wanted to expand into highlight videos. Um, Where'd so you we, get that idea, I wonder? From you, yeah. from you. So, I actually texted you, because my grandma's like, I want to buy you a camera, so, you know, you can start uh, doing this stuff, and not, you know, having to go get cameras from other people, and, you yeah. know, kind of relying on camera availability, so... Um, when I got the camera, I, I remember I kind of sent you a text. I'm like, hey, uh, I've got this camera, so I think that we're going to start doing highlight stuff for Williamsville. So if you're ever short and you need somebody to go cover Williamsville, you know, we'll have guys out there and we'll be able to cut and send you videos. And I know that we uh, did that during football season. Yeah. So, so that was huge, you know, for us uh, just to be able to help you because... You know, the way I've kind of viewed The Wire is um, it can kind of be an extension of Channel 1450. You guys gave me all the tools, yeah. and you guys helped me out uh, tremendously. So anything that we can do to help you, you know, I, I thought I thought that that was just amazing to be able to do that during the football season. So it started as a podcast. You so, started, got into videos. And, and I, so, like you said, you have other guys with you, but who does what and how do you kind of decide that? Obviously, you're, are you the one in charge, or are you kind of... Is it by committee sort of thing? Um, I'm kind of in charge. Uh, me and a guy that I brought in this year, Caden Crowder, um, he ran the video board for the football season. And, you know, it's it's good to have another, you know, 
senior on board, you know, from the beginning of this season. You know, last year he, he wanted to get involved, and, you know, we just didn't quite have enough, you know, to get him involved. But this year, you know, we got some new equipment, so we brought him in for the technical side. And, you know, as I started talking to him, you know, he's been a longtime friend of mine. And, you know, it's it's hard to teach someone leadership. Um, and you, you didn't have to teach Caden that. You know, he was amazing. Um, right before the holiday tournament, we had – you know, so many games to prep for and so many games to schedule and we had so many jobs that we needed to fill. So me and him, we went out, we got coffee that morning and, you know, day one, we completed the spreadsheet and sent it out. Of course, you know, day one wasn't perfect. We had to adjust things um, and that went into day two. But, you know, to have Caden there along the way, that's been huge. He's been huge and, you know, the live broadcast that we do, he'll run the uh, technical side of things. Um, he'll set up sound equipment and it... He's just good to have there. Fun guy, um, has a good time, but, you know, he, he gets he gets serious when he needs to get serious. But, you know, um, right now it's me pretty much scheduling everything through live broadcasts to when we have cameras at games. Yeah. Um, it's it's difficult, but, you know, it's, it's rewarding. So you start with podcasts, like you said, then you do video highlights kind of like we do where you're doing a, a video package from a game. Um, how tough is it to jump into the live stream aspect and what all goes into that? Because that's not only having a camera there, but you have to run it through the technology into the computer, and then you guys are also calling those games as well. So that's just a whole other level where you need multiple people there and working on this and planning that out. So um, a few years ago, before the first holiday tournament, we, we really looked into getting video uh, on the streams. And what we found out was through Williamsville High School's deal with the NFHS network, our broadcast cannot have any kind of video on it. So we'll have video in, like, pregame shows and, you know, postgame shows. But during the game, we, we actually don't have to, you know, deal with any video. But it, it makes it harder, you know, for the commentators. Um, we we got to describe, you know, as much. And, you know, for me, who's been able to – who's been so blessed to, you know, work with guys like Tim Schweitzer, Jim Rupert, uh, Dave Kane here – at 1450, you know, I'm able to step in, kind of guide some of the younger guys um, as, you know, we've got juniors, we've got sophomores, you know, we're starting to get some more freshmen involved in the wire. So to be able to show them kind of the ropes of radio, that's been huge, you know, for us this year. Um, but other than that, we, we really tried to see how can we really immerse the viewer because, you know, we used to just have a black still frame on yeah. camera and we figured that 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 wasn't going to work. That's not very um, attention grabbing. So we added a scoreboard aspect. Um, you know, Josie Fry, she'd done uh, work for Bullets TV. She'd done our graphics there. So we kind of had her on to uh, run the score bug for us. And, you know, it was great um, to the point where, you know, we called the Olympia game. And that's the first time that we really unveiled the score bug in that 3A quarterfinal game. So, um, it was cool to use that. It was even cooler, you know, afterwards where, you know, uh, sometimes on that NFHS network stream, the scoreboard's not set up correctly, so you can't actually see the score. Um, it was cool to see guys um, in the comments going, well, you know, we just moved over to the wire. They got a score bug going, and they were, like, sending in our updates as they were happening. So that was cool. It was rewarding. You know, what I want to do is we just want to immerse the viewer as much as we can, and I think that we've been successful with that um, as we move into baseball and softball season. Live streaming gets a little harder yeah. because you're <laughs> counting on a mobile hotspot. And the last 
uh, two nights we've tried to stream and both times the stream has crashed. So we're kind of working through those technical difficulties and, you know, we're hoping to get those resolved as soon as possible. With all this that you've created and worked on and planned and done, um, can you as a high school senior see the benefit of this in the future for you when you understand and look at your ultimate goal of what you want to accomplish in your career? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it goes back a few years ago, you know, when COVID hit, I was supposed to go to a uh, broadcasting camp in Chicago that got moved uh, virtually, but, you know, still got some great experiences there. And everything, every guest speaker that came on said, you need to be versatile in what you do. You can't just, you know, be a play-by-play guy. You can't just be a video guy. You've got to be able to do everything. Um, you know, and I think that through The Wire, through Channel 1450, I've definitely learned, uh, you know, kind of broadened my, uh, broadened my skills in what I can do. And, you know, it's, it's great to be able to write college essays. You know, I got into Mizzou, which has been my longtime dream school. And, you know, um, every, I'm not too happy about that, but that's okay. I'm, I'm, I understand. I mean, it's okay. I think that you as a Kansas guy, you just got to get better taste. I can put the rivalry away for you. <laughs> To be happy for you for that. I'll Thank you. That Thank you. Um, but you know, ju- and, and then you apply to other schools, and you're you find that some of these essays, you know, they kind of write themselves. It's not as much uh, talking about what you can do; it's selling what you've done. So that's been huge uh, with what I've I sent applications to. You know, Syracuse, uh, K State, Texas. You know, I've heard back from. All those schools, you know, I, I got into uh, Syracuse, which is largely considered one of the best uh, broadcasting schools in the country, and, you know, that that was just a rewarding feeling. You know, uh, Mizzou felt like home. I'm still going there, but to be able to say that, yeah, I, I got into Syracuse and I've, I worked hard for it, I earned it. It, it, it was amazing. It was a great feeling. Yeah. Um, here at Channel 1450, we obviously cover a lot of exceptional athletes and um, give them a ton of praise when they get into Division One power programs like that. Um, so I think it's rewarding for you and to say that you've put in all this work, um, obviously not in the athletic program, but in the media program, um, to say that you've got into the best schools in the country is quite an accomplishment, and you should be awfully proud of that because you've definitely put in the work and deserve that. And uh, as you, like you said, you apply to these schools and you see what their programs are like, and how everything has changed in terms of the media and how, like you said, you have to be versatile. You can't just be a Jack Buck anymore. You have to be able to do everything. Um, how excited are you for the opportunity to continue to grow and learn knowing that you've adapted so much in the last four years as a high school student and created so much? I'm extremely excited. Um, you know, I think I was I was actually talking to you last night and I was sitting in my house and I was kind of sad because, you know, high school's almost over and, you know, I got to leave behind, you know, what I've built and, you know, pretty much everything I've known for the last 18 years of my life. Because Since you could talk, you've been to Williamsville yeah, Bullet. I've been to Williamsville <laughs> Bullet. And I've, been, <laughs> I've been at Williamsville Bullet football games and I've been reading these giant books of all the stats through over the years. So, you know, to live and breathe uh, Williams Old Bullet Athletics and then, you know, to, to be done with it, you know, all after, you know, one day pretty much. Um, it's it's going to be hard, and I sent you a text that I said, it's kind of sad that it's all ending, and you said, no, this is this is just the beginning, and I, and I thought about that for a little bit, and I, I got really excited because, you know, I'm going to 
move on. I'm going to go to uh, Mizzou, you know, an SEC school and uh, a beautiful campus, a great university, and, you know, I'll hopefully be able to, you know, get involved in their sports media stuff. I know that they have some opportunities with the SEC down the line, so um, I, I like the way that you phrase it. Don't look at it as the ending. Look at it as a, as a new beginning, so I'm very excited about, you know, all, all that I have ahead of me. After the conversations that you've had with the people that you've connected with, not only um, on the national level, but guys like Chris Dewar that you've talked to, guys like Tim Schweitzer that you've talked to, um, have, has your ultimate goal of your dream job changed at all, or what is the definition that you would say right now? now? Obviously that can change as you get into journalism school and see all the opportunities, and who knows, in 10 years there could be even more opportunities. Look at what um, Chase Senior is doing right now that... Ten years ago, that never would have even been possible. And now, look, he's standing there talking on YouTube every day and making money doing that. It's just what what would you say is kind of the definition of what you want to accomplish and your ultimate dream job? Yeah, right now, um, I love highlights, highlight videos. I love uh, podcasting. I love every aspect of it. But at the end of the day, I still think that I'd, I'd love to be a play by play guy. You know, at a major network. You know, calling college sports. Um, a cool opportunity that I got um, through these camps that I've done is I met a guy by the name of Adam Giardino. He works for the University of Connecticut. He was uh, he was their sideline reporter uh, during football season. So you know I reached out to him, talked about job shadowing, and you know I got on a plane and headed to Connecticut, um, and then you know spent the whole day just walking around with him, uh, getting the atmosphere of you know a college football game, and then you know you get down. To field level, and I mean, you you hear that crowd erupt when UConn takes the field. It, it was the first time they won a game in like two years. Um, it, it it was amazing to feel, and you know, I think that really solidified it. That uh, there's there's a lot of emotion in high school sports, and there's that same amount of emotion in college sports, and that's just something that I kind of feed off of. So to be able to do play by play at a high level, you know, covering college sports, that's the ultimate goal. How much have you learned from just growing up in this area and watching legends like John Levin, Tim Schweitzer, uh, Jim Rupert, um, now Greg Hallblab as well? If you listen to him do baseball, it's incredible the way he describes things. But um, I know that I'd say it a lot, but we're certainly spoiled and blessed in this area to have those guys and that talent. Um, but how do you think that that's helped you in terms of how you've learned to call play-by-play -play and add your flavor to the classic of, I mean, there's nobody better than Tim Schweitzer? Yeah, I've thought about this, you know, multiple times um, when I've been pulling out of here at night, you know, just uh, as I get to the end of the uh, parking lot, I go, I am genuinely one of the luckiest guys, you know, uh, to be able to be in this market, to be able to grow with, you know, people around me that, you know, are very accessible to me. You know, if I have a question, you know, I can contact Tim Schweitzer, I can contact, you know, uh, Jim Rupert, I can contact you. Um, I've just been so lucky to be able to be in this market and to be able to grow um, here because I, I think that this truly was, you know, one of the, the best place for me, uh, you know, to be able to cover high school sports, to be able to grow. I, I don't think that there's a better place than Springfield, Illinois. You obviously have talent in, in doing this and calling play-by-play and um, just the way that you see things and understand things. But for people who don't understand, how much work goes into the backside of preparing and getting ready for a game? 
like I mean you've you've been calling games now for the last couple of years at the county tournament at you know the the showcase where um, having that opportunity how nervous do you get for that as a as a high school kid when you're sitting next to these guys um, and how much do you kind of prepare and, and go into that for for people who maybe don't understand the backside of preparing for stuff like that. Oh man, the first radio game I did, I was so nervous. <laughs> I just kind of sat there. I I put the headset on. I was actually calling baseball, and I'd never called baseball before in my life. And I was sitting with uh, Tim Schweitzer and Jim Rupert at SHG. The Bullets were taking on uh, the Cyclones, and I was like, "Well, I guess that this is going to happen now." And Jim go- or Tim goes, "Yeah, we're just going to kind of throw you in and see if you can swim." and um, I was a little nervous. Uh, I didn't really know too much about baseball at the time, so I've definitely had to learn a lot about baseball. Uh, football, I'd been around it, you know, my my entire life, so that kind of came a little bit more natural to me. But definitely finding uh, your voice and finding your cadence um, is difficult. I, I saw a lot of growth, you know, from me and from all the people around me at the Williamsville Holiday Tournament. You know, I've, I called a bunch of games over those four days, so definitely a lot of growth there. Um, there's definitely a lot of pre-planning. Uh, you got to send out your emails, you got to get your stats, you got to collect the rosters, um, get your uh, stat books all marked up so you're ready to roll um, when that happens. And then, you know, sometimes during a broadcast, something arises that you got to take care of. So. Um, having everything done before, just taking, you know, a couple hours, you know, before each game, getting ready, getting everything set up. Um, so you're ready to roll and you have the best shot at, uh, calling up there, there is no such thing as a perfect game, but as close to a perfect game as you can, you know, that, that prep is huge. When you're in the moment of calling a game like that, or, you know, a a big game, say, I, I don't, I don't have a good example, but. Um, does anything about you change when you're in the game and doing that um, and, and doing what you love? Like, does does time just kind of disappear for you, or do you? Is there anything that like changes for you when you're you're doing what you love to do? Oh yeah, time time disappears. You know, everything that you were thinking about before you put the headset on, you're you're no longer thinking about. Um, you know, you're so glued, or at least I'm so glued into these games that you know time kind of kind of falls away. I, I remember during that holiday tournament, um, back-to-back nights, me and Nathan Simcoe, uh, we, we called two double overtime right. games. Yeah, that's a good example. Back-to-back yeah. nights. And um, this story's kind of gross, but I'm sitting there calling the Williamsville uh, East Peoria game, and Blake Scheffler makes a huge shot. I think it ties the game or puts Williamsville in the lead, and you felt like Williamsville needed that uh, to really, you know, force an overtime. And I yell, and I've called about 10 games up to this point, so my throat's kind of getting raw. (laughs) Huge ball of phlegm just comes out, drops into my hand, and I'm like, I need to get rid of this fast. And I turn, and I see this to-go container, and I think it's empty, because we ate about... Oh, no. 40 minutes ago, yeah. I wipe my hand across the top. It's still warm. Oh, no. So there's still food in it. So I had to call my photographer up. We sit in this little band loft, yeah. Olivia Weller, and I go, Olivia. Um, I actually didn't tell her. She goes, what's this water on top of my to-go container? And we went to break, and I go, that's not water. 
and I felt pretty bad about it. But, you know, we, we were so locked into the moment that I didn't even think that it was a possibility <laughs> that food was in that container. I just needed to get back, you know, to calling the game. So, um, you know, you're kind of locked in. Everything else falls by the wayside. <laughs> but when you're able to make that huge call, like that Blake Scheffler uh, shot, like when, you know, Calvary nails that buzzer beater to send uh, their game to overtime the night before, um, it's it's all worth it. It's an amazing feeling. You know, a lot of people get that adrenaline rush when they take the field. I get that adrenaline rush when I step into a press box and put the headset on. There was a, a tweet that went viral, a video, during the NCAA tournament this year, and I, I think it was Jim Nance, but I'm not sure. Um, but they, they have a video, <coughs> excuse me, on those guys calling the game. And the guy in the middle, do you know what video I'm talking about? Yeah. The guy in the middle does that where he's he's telling them to lay out and you know for people who don't know what that means it means just be quiet let let the moment breathe and um let the crowd noise kind of take over and people digest what just happened um when you see videos like that and kind of understand the moment and understand how good those guys are and, and watching that um how much do you kind of take away from moments like that when you kind of like growing up in, in football you understand the game so you know what's happening, how big the situation is, the gravity of, okay, this is a fourth down, obviously they have to get here. Um, when you see stuff like that and understand that you want to get to that level, what goes through your mind and, and how does that kind of process differently for you when you see videos like that? Oh, well, I see videos like that. You know, I definitely focus on the call, but being able to watch those guys, you know, at, at the media table, um, I definitely mark that down. I'm like, I... Because I didn't really have something like that throughout the course of the season to where if there was a uh, huge play, huge, you know, uh, free throws that, you know, didn't quite go in. You know, I, I didn't I didn't do anything to tell the other guys, you know, maybe lay out. And I definitely marked it down for myself, you know, when I should lay out. Because um, you're always learning um, through broadcasting. So uh, whenever I see something like that, uh, by, you know, amazing play-by-play guys. I, I mark it down. I take a note on that. Um, I also, you know, think it's cool um, to see kind of that behind the scenes. I, I was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw something that, you know, Mizzou posted from, like, their production truck, and uh-huh. it's like you can hear everybody talking, and it, it shows what goes into making a broadcast great. So, you know, I've definitely marked things like that down as well, you know, just to prepare for the future, but you know, taking notes, you know, from guys like that, you know, while focusing on the call, um, it's, it, it definitely helps you grow. You are always working with us um, when, when you have time and when you're not working at the rail. Uh, you're obviously very busy with the Williamsville Wire. Um, you also have the opportunity to work with the Horseshoes this year and not only get your foot in the door there, but to be in the conversation with guys like Jeff Jarrett and, you know, who knows? Those opportunities don't come around often, and it's not. In a lot of businesses, it's not what you know; it's who you know. Um, so, what? How excited are you for that opportunity? And what do you hope to accomplish with your with your work with the horseshoes? Oh, I'm I'm really excited. Um, you know, last year um, they they were getting you know acclimated to uh, baseball in Springfield. So uh, I I offered to help last year. You know, they just they they just weren't quite ready. And uh, I, I get an email from them this year. You know, I, I sent them my cell number, um, and uh, we, we, we got into contact. And 
I went in and they, they told me that, you know, they, they wanted to use me as kind of a utility player between, you know, operating that new video board that they had out there, highlight videos, play-by-play, -play, um, community engagement, um, and then, you know, promotional videos as well. So I've started working on some promotional yeah. videos for them. Uh, you know, they've got some amazing promotions coming up this summer. Definitely want to head out to Robin Roberts Stadium when you can. But, you know, working with those guys, you know, I've met primarily with Jamie Toole and Andrew Miller, and uh, those two have helped, you know, develop me. And uh, we, they, they were very um, patient because, you know, as as when you start a new job, there's always that learning curve. Uh, I think we're getting through that learning curve, and, and I'm excited for all the opportunities uh, that will arise this summer with them. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time and what you've done for Channel 1450, for Williamsville Sports, for the area, because um, I know, like you said, you're just learning and taking it all in, but um, it's a lot of hard work that you put in, so I really appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to seeing what you do, because I know you're going to do great things, and uh, big thing, so just don't forget about little 1450 someday. Oh, I won't. Um, you know, I, I, I like to think that you guys have given me so much, and you guys have helped me grow so much that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to talk about where I am without mentioning uh, Derek Paris, Leanna Churchill, Justin Turneau, um, you know, Bobby, he was here for a little bit without mentioning any I, I can't I can't talk about where I am without mentioning you guys. So I thank you guys a lot for uh, helping me grow um, throughout the years, and I uh, thank you for having me on today. One last thing, Rock Chop. M I Z. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Seth for his time. Always great to talk with him, and I hope to have him on many, many more times in the future. That's it for this week's podcast. I appreciate you listening. Thanks for sticking with it, and I will see you next week.